When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hail Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hail Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. It's a Friday. It's a Roadshow Friday on Hale Varsity Radio. We are down in the single barrel inside the Graduate. An incredible spot for you if you're heading to Eric Church. Church in session tonight at PBA. And we invite you down. Food and drinks, always incredible here. And big thanks to Matt and the crew for having us out in front of uh, an incredible show. And, and you've been starved for it. You've also been starved for quarterback news uh, with Nebraska football, and that dropped around 3 o'clock or so in the form of former Longhorn quarterback Casey Thompson, the son of great quarterback Charles Thompson. Some thoughts from Elijah and I uh, on uh, the addition for Nebraska. That is on the way. Charlie McBride will weigh in with us here, a uh, great defensive coordinator for Nebraska. Uh, Bill Dolman next hour, and then Rick Kaczynski also joins us. Uh, we're going to get kicked off, though, with our man down in Texas, we say hi to Cedric Golden from the Austin American Statesman at Ced Golden uh, on Twitter's where you find him. The On Second Thought podcast is must listen to. Cedric, uh, let's talk some quarterback here, bud. Happy Friday. Thanks for making time. Man, how's it going? Long time, Chris. Uh, I am, I'm in a steakhouse that has over 250 uh, whiskeys, and I get to see a, a pretty good country music show. And now we have now we have quarterback news, said. <laughs> man, hey, it's all coming up spades in Nebraska, man. Steak and a new quarterback. <laughs> those go hand in hand, I would think. I think so. Uh, Cedric, you've done an amazing job uh, covering Texas and interested in your thoughts from from your time around the Texas program on Casey Thompson. What's your take on the player and also the person? Well, he's a he's a, the player is a very talented uh, thrower of the football. Uh, I know that uh, he was off to a tremendous start his junior year, and what happened was he hurt his thumb really bad against Oklahoma, and he was really never the same down the stretch, and it kind of coincided with Texas uh, kind of falling apart as a ball club. They were they were on their way to being 6-1, and one, but they blew a 28-7 lead to OU, and they'll win another game And so until the Kansas State game. So I, I think that um, uh, Casey Thompson is a, a uh, quality, quality uh, college quarterback, completed about 64% of his passes, 24 touchdowns, only nine picks. Uh, played hurt, a very cerebral guy. You will learn the playbook. You will live in the film room. And I think most most important, besides being 
able to, to do the job is the fact that he's a high-character guy. It's very important to have a high-character guy at the most important position in all of team sports. So uh, he will be he will be a, a, crowd, a crowd favorite because he, he knows how to play the game. He's always prepared, and, and he's a playmaker, and I think uh, Nebraska could use that. Cedric Golden's with us here, Austin American Statesman. His thoughts, uh, spent the last several years covering Casey Thompson. Cedric's been doing it the best you can, covering Texas football and all things uh, down in Austin at Ced Golden on Twitter. So, Cedric, you mentioned character, you mentioned film study, and uh, just some of the highlights I've seen of him. And I, and I watched Texas when they're on. I Texas, Oklahoma. That's on. And the, the one thing that I liked about Casey here, just seeing a few uh, little snippets of his, of his film, is his poise in the pocket. Uh, Nebraska and Adrian Martinez just had so much going on and going wrong at times in the pocket. Uh, there was some inconsistency. You flip it around. I know that, that Casey was under duress from time to time, but yet he stood in and he made some big-time throws. Did you see that early, or is that something that he's kind of evolved with? I know he has, what, 19 career games. Where has he been in the pecking order, and why, Why, in your opinion, did it take till early last year for him to, to get the job? Well, I think um, I, we were all pretty surprised when um, – Coach Steve Sarkeesian named uh, Hudson Card as the starter. We thought that Casey would be the starter at first. Uh, I saw a couple of spring practices, and he looked really good in that game. And then we remembered when he debuted, uh, you know, in place of uh, Sam Ellinger in the bowl game, uh, he came in like a, like a house on fire with, with uh, four second-half touchdown passes in that win over Colorado. And so – uh, we knew he had the arm talent. We knew that he was cerebral cat, and we knew that he could he could uh, run when necessary to move those chains. So, um, you know, it it, it was uh, surprising that uh, he was not named the starter. And then they have a really bad game at Arkansas, and that's Hudson Card's start. And uh, he handed up uh, Sarkeesian, said, we're going to give Casey a chance uh, because he's earned it, yeah, because it was such a close uh, fight for the starting job, and he never let that starting job go after that uh, play through an injury to his, to his throwing hand on his thumb uh, and and still put up some, some pretty quality numbers. Uh, people talk about them losing to Kansas. It wasn't Casey Thompson's fault. He threw six touchdowns in that game. So I think that um, – I just, I just think that he's probably uh, going to be a really good fit there. Uh, he has an all-skill game. Uh, he doesn't have a huge arm, and I know that might be a concern uh, throwing it around in that thick air in November up in Lincoln. Uh, but 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 he's very accurate, and he has a, a a very good deep ball. That's 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 one of his strengths, and he does what he has to do. He's a chain mover, and uh, in these days, uh, you, you've seen some of the better teams in college football. Uh, not all of them have great quarterbacks. I don't think anyone would call Stetson Bennett uh, a Heisman Trophy candidate, but he's the kind of quarterback that makes things happen. And, and uh, Casey and Stetson have a lot in common, but I think uh, Casey Thompson may have a better arm talent than Stetson Bennett. 
Cedric Golden's with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. A few minutes here. Cedric Golden's with us here. Hale Varsity Radio at Ced Golden on Twitter. Uh, I'll have to jump in here in a second. Real quick, uh, are, are you – answer me this, Ced. Do you think there's a lot of football that Adrian Martinez played? He's down at Kansas State now, so you'll get to see him in the Big 12. Compare Casey to Adrian. Uh, is it an upgrade? Is it an even swap? Uh, and, of course, there's some new to this, right? You've got a new coordinator in Mark Whipple with Scott Frost, and Scott Frost needs to win now. I really like what I saw out of Adrian. It's very, that's a very even comparison. Um, I like I like uh, Adrian because he. Um, when I look at both of those guys, Adrian ran more. He ran more than Casey. Uh, Casey uh, runs more when necessary. I think Adrian's more of an offensive runner. I know he was over 600 yards, scored seven or eight touchdowns on the ground. Um, I, I just and and you know when you're fourth in the um, very very good defensive Big Ten and passer rating, uh, you're not chopped liver. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the Big 12. Um, I know that he's a playmaker. Um, uh, it was K State, right? K State had. Um, had a really good year, and uh, yep. you know, Skylar Thompson's been there forever, and he's taken his league. Uh, Adrian Martinez is a really nice pickup for them. Isn't it weird, guys, that we, we're talking about these college guys almost like they're free agents from the pros? Uh, it's still taking me a while to get used to this transfer <laughs> portal, guys switching uh, zip codes uh, rapidly. But you know what? Uh, it's, it's a brave new world, and, and if, the, if the kids are benefiting for, from it, I'm all for it. Cedric, whenever we're comparing Adrian and Casey Thompson here, what one of the big differences that I can see is that Texas, uh, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but with uh, that great running back they have in Robinson, they have a, a pretty effective run game down there, which helped him out. And Adrian didn't always have a, a consistent run game during his time at Nebraska. Is, is that assessment fair that uh, Thompson at times was helped by having a, a strong running game at Texas? Absolutely. Um, Bijan Robinson ran for 1,200 yards in uh, 10 games. And so when you have that and you have an offensive line that was not a world beater. So, uh, you know, and he, uh, so there are a lot of nights where Casey was running for his life. And it, it was very evident that he was able to overcome some of the deficiencies up front and still make plays. He also had a freshman All-America receiver in Xavier Worthy, who's, who's, who's going to be uh, an NFL player in, in two or three seasons because he's that good. So, uh, Texas was blessed with talent at the skill positions. Didn't really have great uh, uh, power or talent up front on the on the offensive line. But Casey Thompson was still able to persevere and, and put up some really good numbers. And uh, not a very big guy. He took some hits and came and always came back. Uh, not not one of those guys like uh, that, that that you could keep on hitting and expected not to to make a dent because he's not huge, but. Uh, very tough-minded, uh, very single-minded of purpose, a student of the game. He grew up with college football at the dinner table. Uh, he, he and his dad are, the, are the, his two worst critics. So he would come, he would come back after a six-touchdown game and, and tell us that, uh, yeah, I missed out on three or four throws that I could have had. Uh, played a great game against Oklahoma, six TD passes. So I think he had five in that game. And, and so when you look at the complete body of work with Casey Thompson, and you look at where he's going in Nebraska, uh, I don't think it's a sizable upgrade from Adrian because Adrian was quality. 
But I think as a thrower of the football, I, I think that uh, Casey uh, represents an improvement in that area. Uh, I don't I don't think he runs like Adrian Martinez ran, but it's going to be interesting to see what Scott and that uh, offensive uh, coaching crew does to uh, get the most out of Casey Thompson. I think you got a winner there. Cedric Golden with us, Austin American Statesman. His thoughts uh, covering Casey Thompson down in uh, Texas, down in Austin, and uh, Nebraska getting their, uh, their their transfer quarterback with experience. Coach Frost wanting that, Mark Whipple wanting that, and uh, we'll see who uh, comes out on top uh, after spring ball. Uh, Cedric, you're awesome for, for squeezing us in. Uh, a last thought here, you, you touched on on uh, a football family miserable after the day after Thanksgiving. Ron Dime came up here to scope out Lincoln. What what is this do for a guy like Casey Thompson to have his father, who's seen it all, done it all, uh, had some ups and downs and, and really responded the right way. Uh, how has that helped him grow, and how does that position him for competing like he did in Texas and now on to a, a fishbowl like Lincoln? That's a great question because, you know, I always put it like this. I'm a music fan, and you guys are getting ready for a concert. I, I don't believe a blues singer who's never gone through anything. And Casey Thompson's <laughs> Dad has gone through it. He's he's he had a great uh, he had great seasons at Oklahoma, and then he then he got in trouble with the law, and then he becomes a father. And, and we all want our kids to to end up better than we did. So he's using his benefit of his experience, good and bad, to help his son's journey. And now Casey Thompson. Uh, one thing about the transfer portal: when you go to a team, you go to a school, you know they want you. So he's he's going in there knowing that he's going to be the guy. He's got a a great mentor as a father, and 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 he's going to a traditional powerhouse that's looking to make some noise in the Big Ten. So I'm uh, very excited uh, to see how that's going to play out. I know I know that he's not uh, one to run away from any challenge. He's feeling good about where he's going. Uh, I hope to speak to him in the in the next few weeks to see. Um, you know how excited he is about this challenge. Uh, you, you guys are going to really enjoy Casey Thompson. He's fun. Uh, he loves mob movies. Uh, yeah, if you want to get on his good side, just mention some movies. I hope the last time I saw him, I asked him if he'd seen The Departed yet, and he said that was uh, at the top of his of his playlist. He was just waiting on the season to finish up. So that's that's going to be the Casey Thompson you see, a personable kid. A, uh, a team guy and, and a really uh, quality person. You're going to really like him. Cedric Golden with us, Austin American Statesman on Second Thought Podcast at Ced Golden on Twitter, covers Texas. Ced, we'll do this again, man, and, and we'll uh, we'll get something lined up and, and talk about the Irishmen and uh, Goodfellas and, and uh, the Godfathers and all of that with Casey. That Thanks for the heads up on that, man. Well, man, hey, Chris, always a pleasure to talk to you guys. And, man, y'all have fun at the concert. Will do. Cedric, appreciate Take care. Cedric Golden with us on Hale Varsity Radio.
perspective from from Cedric. Uh, we'll get that posted on uh, Twitter and, of course, uh, the on-demand section with Hale Varsity and ESPN Lincoln. We're down here at the Single Barrel. Your stop needs to be here. Grab some dinner, grab a drink ahead of Eric Church as Church in session tonight at PBA. Charlie McBride will weigh in on uh, Nebraska where they're at offensively. Here's here's the thing, and, and listen, you look at, at Casey Thompson, and the question is out there, why? Why leave Texas if you were the starter? And I think Cedric hinted it perfectly. You're going where you're wanted. And Sarkeesian came in. Who knows if, if the, the, the quarterbacks he inherited were part of his plan uh, moving forward. I look at it this way as well. Uh, the Whipple dynamic with Casey Thompson could be Really nice. Charlie McBride weighs in. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Friday Roadshow at the Single Barrel with Hale Varsity. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Back into it at Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow in front of Eric Church. Uh, he'll be at PBA 7.30 or so. And uh, big news for Nebraska football is Casey Thompson making his commitment a little before 3 this afternoon. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, a Monday turned Friday with Charlie. Coach, you ready for the weekend? How you doing? I'm doing good. It's beautiful here. It's 4, four degrees when I woke up. It's gone. We have heat coming in. It's 5 now. Well, hey, let's just keep that thing going uh, the right direction and, and increasing its Bone chilling. It's, uh, it's all—it's almost like Oklahoma, <laughs> Nebraska weather. Uh, worst case scenario, coach. As long as there's no wind, I'm good. Well, uh, there's quite a storm stirred up here with uh, a new quarterback headed to Lincoln, and uh, that is Kate Casey Thompson, uh, the former quarterback at Texas. His dad, you defended uh, for a number of years Charles Thompson the option quarterback what do you remember about Charles coach he's the quickest one they had ever had that's all I remember he was he's a flyer you know and um, he he's he's a lot he's he was a lot like uh, only I think faster than uh, Darren Hagan Colorado he Hagan was probably as good option quarterback as we faced and um, but Charles was a, you know, a guy that you really you couldn't you couldn't match him. The th- the hard thing is you just sat there every day and you can't match him in practice. And then you get in the game, you got to adjust to him. But by that time, they got two touchdowns. <laughs> Casey's uh, more of a pass-first quarterback coach. Uh, in in uh, nineteen games with Texas, he's got thirty <laughs> touchdown passes. And uh, Casey led the Big 12 in touchdown passes uh, last season. Uh, I think he did enough offensively for Texas to win more ball games. He was looking for a, a different spot. Coach, speak to what experience can do, not only with uh, an experienced quarterback coming in and Casey Thompson for Scott and the offense, but also pairing that with Mark Whipple, the new coordinator. Well, the experience back in coordinators are things. You have a quarterbater, coordinator right now. It's been a lot of places and knows a lot of a lot of football, and I think and that's that. That was my plus that he and I think Scott is 
you know, as long as they they complement each other, can work together really, really, really good. Uh, now, I think that um, as we were talking, that Casey was a probably more of a throwing pocket type guy, and and but can run with the football. I'm sure he has a little bit of what Dad had, <laughs> and um, so I think I think personally, I think the coordinatorship is going to work he, really well with this. He, I think that I think that with the coordinator, uh, with Coach Whipple right now, I think he's a. If you look at it, he's a fifty-fifty guy, and I think he probably has been for a while. He's very knowledgeable on both ends of the stick. But I think that what what they're what you're going to end up with is a a compl- As long as they can get along good together, uh, Scott and and Coach Whipple. Get, get along together, and there's some agreements and everything. Uh, I think that that kid's really going to be a plus for the offense. I worry the most about the young players that are there. I hate that portal. I hate seeing that. Uh, it's an easy way out, and I would hate to see something happen. Uh, have anybody? Because you never know when something like this happens. All of a sudden, that portal opens up, and you're ending up with. Two quarterbacks are one. You know, you don't know what you got. And so we just hope that there's been some conversation before that. But um, this this kid's destined to be a good a good player. I mean, I think the, uh, the Big Ten would rather not have him come into the Big Ten. <laughs> <laughs> a few minutes here. Charlie McBride with us. Hail Varsity Radio here at the Single Barrel uh, ahead of Eric Church. Roadshow Friday. Coach, uh, a thought uh, with uh, how do you how do you communicate to, to the kids in that quarterback room to hang in when you're when you're out quarterback shopping? It's hard when you're especially when you're far away from home and you've uh, had had some uh, you know something like this happen where you're going to sit again and you've started for two games maybe and uh, and and the reason I say you didn't finish was because of the experience. Uh, I think his toughness is super. I mean, I think both of them. I don't. I don't know much about Harburg, but I heard enough about him that I think that he's, you know, he's the kind of guy that's gonna. He's got a cannon for an arm, and you know, so he's a plus. I would guess that he would stay, but it's hard to say anybody from Alabama would, you know, hang out, you know, for another couple of years. It's just. You know, so the, the portal is, is something that can be really, really dangerous. You can talk to the kid all you want, but it's going to go back to the house at home. And um, just like it just like it did uh, uh, was Wandale. He, he, Wandale, he went, to, he went back home. I think there were some family things there. And uh, that's, you know, a lot of people said, well, he just quit. I don't think he did. I think it was a, it was a family project. Wandale had a hell of a season, and he's going to go high in the NFL draft. It worked out for him, and he did really, really well. Last mm-hmm. thought here, Coach McBride's with us uh, Friday with Charlie down here at the Single Barrel, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow in front of Eric Church. Nebraska may not be done, Coach, with quarterback shopping. Florida State's Chubba Pretty has uh, – been on Mark Whipple's radar for a while. Whipple was actually recruiting him before he got hired at Nebraska. 
He's the kid out of Florida State that battled some injury issues, doesn't quite have the experience, but has quite a bit of upside. Nebraska might be able to get two quarterbacks from the portal. Casey Thompson we know is in uh, with a chance to, to win the job, presumably the, the guy that will be the front runner going into spring. And then maybe you get a guy like Pretty uh, to come in, learn from, uh, from Whipple, learn from uh, Casey Thompson, and then uh, you have a, a high four-star prospect that could, uh, could set your quarterback room for the future on top of what's already there, assuming the kids stick around. Well, that's what I mean. If that, if that, could, that could be a plus or a minus. I, I've always been, a, you know, a person that grows from the bottom up, I guess. And um, But if you can get somebody that has enough eligibility and it's not a one-year shot or something like that, it makes a little more sense to me because they don't ever seem to really get grasp of the offense like they can in the second and third and maybe even fourth year. Um, so I just, you know, I feel bad for a lot of times for the players, I guess, because I went, I was under another kind of system. Uh, now with the portal, that whole thing has changed. My mind may have changed, but I always think about the chemistry and all those things that come with making a great football team. Charlie McBride's with us a Friday with Charlie Hale Varsity Radio as uh, his reaction to Casey Thompson transferring from Texas to Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska gets uh, part of that puzzle piece done. Coach, last thought here uh, with uh, the running back room. Uh, From what you've seen with Nebraska, would you be apt to maybe try and go get a, a running back out of the portal as well? Uh, with um, we don't know who the running back coach is going to be yet, so there's that element. But do you try and get more in that running back room because uh, you've had a, you've had so much attrition in the room, and one of the kids that that looked good is coming off a, an injury. Well, I think that that's always a, that to have four, you you have to have you know everybody that even the players have to understand. You really have to have if if you have the luxury of four running backs, you're golden. That that you are not afraid to put in a football game, and you know the top two you can rotate with with pretty much, and then you can also fit other guys in. But you have to have some running backs because of injury. As soon because that thing could pop fast, you could lose your first two, and you never know. So you have to have mm-hmm. the running backs and people in a position like that. You know, you can see a little bit of it happening in the NFL now. They're, you know, what, 50 guys, 58 or so on the roster, and, you know, they're getting a few running backs hurt. So it, that's kind of an example of what can happen in college now, you know, with the kids having the ability to move. So uh, I think I think to get another running back is great. I think the ones you have now, right now, the two that came in last year that came from, uh, well, Yant and um, – uh, the kid from SC, they they just need some reps. I think they're good backs. Mm-hmm. They're big, powerful people that can move the football. And uh, you know, so I think there's there's a start there. And and then the young guy that's played the most for us, I, he looks to me like to be a heck of a receiver. And if you could get him in the open field with somebody, you're, you're in, they're in trouble. You know, so. 
you know, it's it's uh, he can stay. He could work out at, you know, I don't know if he liked to do it at both places, but it's better if you could settle at one. But I think that that they have they have some people there that can, you know, maybe maybe move positions, and that goes for defense too. Coach, who do you got Monday? Well, hold on. We'll talk to you Monday, and we'll just get your prediction Monday on Georgia-Alabama. So you got the weekend to think about it, all right? Yeah. I don't think the weekend's going to do me any good. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, I'll, I'll have I, – I, I'm, I'm a little well, bit per- – <laughs> I'm a little bit partial, but uh, that's just history, you know. I love defensive coordinators. you got two of them to pick from i love it coach you have a good weekend thanks so much for taking the time today okay thank you for having me i'll i'll talk to you later and happy new year to everybody mr blackshirt charlie mcbride hail varsity radio road show friday here at the single barrel uh, Going to be an awesome night in Lincoln as uh, Eric Church is at PBA. We're down here in front of Eric Church and uh, Elijah Herbal back at our ESPN studios, Chris Schmidt. So uh, awesome uh, first hour. Good stuff from Cedric Golden, Austin American statesman. His thoughts on Casey Thompson. Nebraska has their uh, experienced quarterback that's now in. Uh, pretty big time there. Elijah, you just sent me... Uh, a really nice tweet by Nate Glantz, a tremendous quarterback with Iowa Western. So Frosty isn't done uh, with the quarterback offers, is he? Yeah, uh, Nate Glantz, former Bellevue West product, now Iowa Western. He's been picking up some Power 5 offers, and maybe Nate Glantz is quarterback too, as opposed to Chuba Purdy, as we've all been thinking. Got to keep active. Uh, Got to stay in motion with the quarterback merry-go-round. Uh, some thoughts here uh, as we react to the news here of Casey Thompson making his way to Lincoln. Bill Dolman on the way. Rick Kaczynski next hour. Maybe a Charles Thompson sighting yet today on Hale Varsity. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chime in 402-466-ESPN or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hail Varsity Roadshow Friday. We're here at the Single Barrel. You are invited down. Get yourself a thick old steak, maybe a pork chop, a burger, Get a cold beer or a warm toddy. They have 250 whiskeys to choose from. There's a giant bus parked out to my left. I don't know if that's uh, Mr. Church's or not, but it's going to be awesome, man. Uh, Friday night church, right? As Eric Church uh, making his way to Lincoln for a third time since PBA is open. I'm not Mr. Country Music guy, but I do like uh, incredible artists. That's Zach Brown. That's Eric Church and Uncle Nate's uh, on his way down. To, uh, to roll with me. So uh, the wife said, just get out, dude. Schmitty, it, it's... Uh, it, <laughs> go, go, leave. It, it's pretty interesting here that all you needed for Nebraska to finally get a quarterback in the transfer portal was to, was to go to church. Yeah, the, the, the deal sealer is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, pretty awesome for Nebraska here. And listen... Uh, the way things have gone for Nebraska football here the last two decades, let alone last five years, hey, you're, you're quick to, to celebrate, and that's completely all good because you're a fan. 
Uh, we t- we've talked to a lot of folks because there's been a lot of smoke around Casey Thompson as an option. Uh, a couple of folks I've reached out to here uh, know the, the Thompsons well, Charles and his of course, son Casey, and they're just thrilled, man. They are just uh, so excited to, uh, to find a spot. Uh, Nebraska's excited. Scott Frost and, and Coach Whipple have to be beaming uh, because you're getting a guy that has so much experience. And, and really, that's it. We know what 2022 is about. 2022 is about uh, getting uh, better on offense, being more efficient on offense, being much better in the red zone on offense, and it's about getting consistent quarterback play. Now, we can argue that uh, the inconsistency was caused a lot last year in Adrian's three previous years by some of his own doing and a lot of the other teammates around him not intentionally obviously but just you want some consistency at quarterback where you don't want Casey Thompson having to to do his best Adrian Martinez impersonation uh, if things break down in the pocket the good the the bad impersonation you can go do the good all day and I think that's one thing that has probably stuck out about Casey Thompson is what he did in Austin, and the fact, Elijah, that he's always seemed to be ready and he's not been discouraged. He's not, he's not went in and won a job flat out. We invite you to go listen to Cedric Golden uh, tonight or this weekend if you want, ESPNLincoln.com, or we retweeted it at Schmidt underscore radio at Herbal Essence. Uh, our, um, our, our video session with Cedric, who works for the Austin American Statesman, covered the, the Longhorns for you know, quarter of a century. And, and Casey was not picked uh, to, to start in his time as a super junior, but stayed ready, uh, came in, crushed it against Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, didn't get the job this year, but came in, uh, you know, in game three and ended up leading the Big Ten, make that Big 12, maybe Big Ten, right? Big 12 and touchdown passes. And, and that speaks quite a bit to me about his readiness, his availability, and uh, that the fact he can go in in adverse situations and, and go make things happen. Uh, Kansas game, something I remember watching and, and cheering for Kansas, but it wasn't a, a Casey Thompson issue with six touchdown passes. It wasn't a Casey Thompson issue with uh, putting up enough points against Oklahoma. Uh, in the uh, Red River rivalry. Uh, He played hurt. He played ready. And I think he's a guy, and just watching his film against the Baylors, against the K-States, against the Arkansas, he is so good, Elijah, at hanging in the pocket. And, you know, his his rushing numbers, what, just shy of 160? He can scramble, but I think Nebraska's always wanted a pass-first quarterback. I don't know that you've had that with Adrian. I think Adrian will be fine in Manhattan. I wish him well and a happy birthday, by the way. The, the question I have here is, is the Logan Smothers, uh, Heinrich Harburg part of this equation here? Maybe you go get pretty. Maybe you get um, uh, the Iowa Western quarterback, Elijah, to, um, to, to find his way in, 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 in Nate Glantz, okay? You need options. You need a winner. You need someone to emerge. And you want to make sure you can keep Harburg here 
And if, if Smothers doesn't win a job, he's a good enough athlete, Elijah. He needs to be catching the football or doing something for you on offense uh, if he isn't playing quarterback. I hope that sales pitch is ready to go and, and ready and when Casey Thompson comes in uh, and wins this job. He's got to win his teammates over during winning conditioning, winter conditioning. I, I don't doubt that that can happen. Uh, he needs to go win the job, earn the job, if, if all things follow through with why you go get a, a transfer quarterback, a portal quarterback with experience to lead your offense. You want to keep some of these other pieces here because I think it's a special opportunity for whoever's in the quarterback room for Nebraska to get developed by a Mark Whipple. Yeah, and I just hope Casey Thompson comes in here ready to compete because from what we heard from Cedric Golden, it sounds like he is the, the perfect mold for what Whipple wants at quarterback. He's decisive. He's accurate on those uh, those short to intermediate routes. And uh, he has enough arm strength to, to make the deep throws whenever it is time to take the, the, the top off a of defense. That might not be his, his calling card, is uh, probably not his deep ball. Uh, but he does well distributing the ball moving the chains and that sounds like a Mark Whipple offense to me uh, so he's got to be the favorite but I hope he's ready to compete because Logan Smothers I'm sure feels like it's his time to take the job after what he did against Iowa uh, did really all that was asked of him I know Nebraska didn't get the win at the end of the day but I came away impressed with Logan Smothers performance and I think he's going to come into fall camp ready to compete with Casey Thompson uh, and if Casey Thompson isn't ready to, co- to come in and compete if he thinks it's it's his starting job and there's really not going to be competition I think he's going to find himself quite surprised come spring ball and into fall camp i don't look at a guy in in casey thompson that's afraid to compete and you can go schmidt what are you talking about he started last year for the majority of the season why why would he leave texas this comes down to coaching transition this comes down to sark and and sark in in year one I mean, we're watching that Kansas game. We're like, is this dude going to survive? Knowing Texas fan, right? And, and, and that's that's such a, a hot take. It's just year one. But man, um, I look at I look at yours that they are getting a Texas kid that went to Ohio State that's now back in Texas. There's a four star kid they they also got um, uh, signed up. So Sark wants his own quarterback. And I think he's going to go that route. Sark didn't name Casey Thompson quarterback when some of the Texas folks thought, all right, the best guy in spring and fall camp was Casey Thompson. So you, you got to go where you're wanted. And it's not that, that Sark wouldn't play Casey Thompson. Clearly he did. But it's a situation where Sark probably just wants his own dude. And Casey if you're Casey Thompson, go find a place that, that could be a better landing spot for you. Let's hope this all works out for for, for all parties. Let's hope this works out for, for Nebraska's offense to get bowl eligible next season. Let's hope this works out for the quarterbacks that don't win the job. And let's hope this works out for whoever does end up winning the job. So Nebraska's a much better offensive team in 2022. Whoever's throwing the football. Uh, we will wind down this first hour. Come see us here at the Single Barrel, Hale Varsity Radio, uh, Roadshow Friday in front of Eric Church. Uh, we'll wind down hour one next. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Winding down this first hour, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Bill Dolman, Pride of Fairbury, and uh, NBC Sports Husker Insider, 
Going to be with us in uh, about uh, 10 minutes or so. We are at the single barrel inside the graduate. You're invited down. Uh, beers are cold. 250 whiskeys to choose from as you get ready for church tonight. Uh, Friday night church, right? Some of us do do it uh, when it's not a concert at PPA. Some of us need to do it. Uh, Nebraska fans been praying for a long time for an answer at quarterback. Uh, and you have that option here with Casey Thompson. That is the news of the day. Rick Kaczynski will weigh in on the dynamic of portal versus quarterback room next hour. Bill Dolman also with us. We may uh, hear from Charles Thompson here the next hour or so. Working on that, a proud papa for sure. Uh, numbers to get in, 46637. 766-3776-800-825-5865. We're still waiting uh, official word as well on Trey Palmer, uh, Elijah. Uh, tremendously talented five-star wide receiver from LSU that's now at Nebraska. There's an academic piece that needs to be cleared, probably a transcript transfer, but he's enrolled at Nebraska. He's uh, a guy that can do some damage with a kick return and a punt return touchdown a year ago. And uh, you know what? Mickey Joseph is just going to clean up. Mickey Joseph's a guy that's going to be able to bring in talent. But Elijah, Mickey Joseph's going to be able to be a guy that pushes the right button and challenge and get some existing talent, i.e. Betts and Omar, to that next level, that next step, you would think, uh, to pair with some of the options you have at quarterback. Nebraska's offense was was good at times last year. Uh, it'll be fun to see Nebraska's offense in 2022 with Mickey Joseph, with Coach Whipple, and then with some options at quarterback. I, I think it's fair, and I love Logan Smothers, man. I love Logan. I love how much of a gamer he is. So I, I, I pray that he's a guy that, that continues to, to grind. And to me, he seems to be like a, a big-time competitor. So uh, I, I don't look for him to probably be real happy about this news, but understand that, look, uh, I still have my opportunity. Go out there and take it. Same with Harburg. And, of course, same with, with Casey Thompson. But you have the whiteout news that uh, could be official here by Monday with Palmer. Yeah, and Schmitty, we got uh, we got two people on the line. we got Jim and John. Uh, so uh, who do you want to go to first? Let's go to Jim. Jimbo, go ahead. Thanks for calling, bud. Schmidt, I'm not sure if you could hear him there. He's, I, has, I did he, not. he has some phone troubles, but he said, how did they get a quarterback here with the line play we've had? Hey, it, it's better than, than maybe watching in Austin, I guess, is, is my take. It's better than watching in Austin. And even though you won the job or were the starter last year, uh, Sark wasn't sitting on his hands. He was out there bringing another talent. It's probably a comparable situation. As much as Casey did uh, running for his life, uh, you hope the O-line play is better. But uh, the Whipple factor was important. We'll get to more calls. Bill Dolman next hour.
Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it at Tower 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We're down here at the Single Barrel Inside the Graduate Friday Night Church. Right, Eric Church gets going here a little bit after 7 at PBA. We are gearing up for that. Elijah Herbal's going to have great basketball tonight with Pius and Southwest. Locally, the Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. Uh, Bill Dolman with us knows all Nebraska. And uh, we'll get his take on Casey Thompson to Big Red Country from Bevo Land in a moment. Be sure to check out the Cedric Golden interview with the Austin American Statesman. Ced covers Texas uh, at an incredible level and knows Casey well. We are also out to Charles Thompson. That may happen this hour. Uh, but first, uh, Elijah, who's on the horn with us, bud? We got John on the line. John, John, fire away. Thanks for holding through the break. Uh, go ahead. Sure. Mr. Dolman, it's a pleasure to be on the same time frame you are. I like the way you bring excitement to Nordic skiing, and you're such a great announcer. Uh, I'm closer to uh, 80 than I am to 70, and my, my thing is I've been a Nebraska basketball fan since I've been about two. I need some reassurance that there's going to be some change or some hope for the next season or so, and if you could uh, sort of uh, prop me up and my buddies up, I would sure appreciate that. John, thanks for the phone call, bud. And listen, we'll get to, to, to Husker Hoops in a moment. That's a fair question. Billy D will welcome you in at Bill Dolman on Twitter. Nebraska fans want to see it a different result for 2022. Can Charles Thompson, can Logan Smothers, can Harburg, can pick a quarterback? Can the Nebraska offense help deliver that here with a new signal caller next season? Will it be any different, Bill? Good to be with you. I want to talk biathlon with John. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do. This is the Olympic season, and we've got biathlon and the Olympics coming up here in three weeks. Uh, just had a long conference call about the world's most exciting sport earlier today. So I'm excited uh, to be, uh, believe it or not, in the broadcast studio for biathlon in the Olympic Winter Games, Beijing, Stanford, Connecticut, and Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Um, you know, it, I've been following this, this Nebraska needs to find a quarterback obviously like everybody else has for the past couple of years, <laughs> months, you know, I, I'm old school. Uh, I'm not quite there with John, you know, walking across the stage at graduation, but uh, I, I just, I don't like what college sports and college athletics is, is coming to in, in this business sense. I get that guys got to make, you know, the decisions best for them. They should be allowed to, to go where they're happy, make a little bit of money. I get that whole thing. But, you know, my, my thought the last few months has really been on Logan Smithers and Heinrich Harburg and, you know, Torres and whoever else. You know, two, three years ago when Smothers made the announcement that he was going to go to Nebraska, Husker fans were elated. 
I'm excited. We got somebody out of Alabama, a four-star guy. I mean, that's not a two-star. It's a four-star guy. And, you know, he's waiting behind Adrian Martinez, who, you know, was the favorite son for Scott Frost, and then and justifiably so. But he's waited his turn. Uh, he acquitted himself, I thought, really well in the game against uh, Iowa. I thought he looked better in that Iowa one-shot deal than McCaffrey did a year ago in his couple of shots deals, and that's why he's no longer around. But I, I'm not saying this is Nebraska low, but I just, I just think that this is college sports, college football is such a wild rest right now that everybody thinks the grass is greener and there's no loyalty on either side. You know, things aren't going well, and it's, and it's glaring at the quarterback position. But, you know, Logan Smothers committed to Nebraska. He probably had other choices. Maybe it was UAB. Maybe it was Georgia. Maybe it was Tennessee Chattanooga. I don't know. But he had the opportunity to come to Nebraska and said, yeah, I, I believe in what you're doing up there. And I think Nebraska owes it to guys like him, not just him, but guys like him, to, to honor that commitment and say, okay, Adrian's gone. You're the guy. We're going to get some help. But we're not going to be – so, and, and once again, this isn't Nebraska, but so many places are scouring to find the next guy when why can't he be who's already in your room, the guy who committed to you? Now, maybe they've seen something that we haven't, but I thought, you know, he at least deserves to be, you know, to be the guy or at least be in that conversation, not just like, oh, we got to go find somebody else that wasn't good enough to play, you know, where he was. I, I don't know. But, hey, great. Casey Thompson chose Nebraska. I'm thrilled with that. Welcome home. You will love it in Lincoln. You'll love Nebraska. you love Nebraska people. But I think schools owe a bit of gratitude and loyalty to those who have committed to them. But I think those kids on the same side, they owe gratitude and loyalty for giving them a shot. And I think that is just completely frayed on both sides uh, in this era that we're in. I don't know how they're going to get – uh, get it solved. Bill Dolman's with the Varsity Radio Road Show Friday here at the Single Barrel inside the graduate in front of Eric Church. Great to be with you. And uh, swing on down for a beer, a steak, a whiskey, a bourbon, uh, a vodka, whatever you want to do. It's going to be an incredible show tonight with uh, Eric Church. Uh, it's been a, a show in the portal like you're talking about, Bill. And listen, it is a two-way street, man. It is quarterbacks that come in got to realize that it takes time to earn and win a job and do what your coaches want and if you don't win it they're going to try and over recruit you you still got to persevere and and grind it out I look at I look at Casey Thompson a little bit different because he's always kind of stepped up when asked i.e. how he performed uh, against Oklahoma he wasn't the starter at the beginning of the year he wasn't the starter uh, when when Texas went to the Alamo Bowl against Colorado but he came in and, and did well so he's he's hung in for a while and I just think Sark was going to go his own route he's going with the Ewers kid that's from Texas with the NIL uh, NIL money uh, Sark's going to go with the, the other four-star he got he inherited Casey Thompson and I think that's probably the the impetus for for Casey to start looking and and I think what's really cool for Nebraska here is the opportunity to see a quarterback that, that did pretty well with some pressure pair up with Mark Whipple also uh, if you're Logan if you're Harburg know that Whipple's 
a guy that can get you better if you stay patient and keep grinding away. Nothing's guaranteed. While you feel like, okay, it's, it's your job to lose Casey Thompson, portal guy landing in Lincoln, uh, you still got to go win it. And I think knowing Scott Frost, he needs to win. But I think he's going to be pretty diligent with how uh, he uh, conducts things um, moving forward with the quarterback. Uh, people are waving and wondering, where uh, we hear Bill Dolman. Where is Bill Dolman? Your, your crowd here down at the single barrel, remember you from this, uh, this fall multiple times. I think Nebraska will handle picking a quarterback the right way. I wish I was there. I'll tell you that right now. I would, I would love to be back in God's country. There's no question about it. Uh, permanently. But anyway, um, look, look, I get the Casey Thompson uh, deal that, you know, you're under a new system. It's not work out. Yeah, it's time to, to look on and move. But like the Caleb Williams thing, you know, it's nice. <laughs> a great year. And now and Brent Venables comes in and, you know, you're not getting the vibe with that. So you're going to look on. So, you know, basically, basically this era of college football completely does away with what we've all known forever, that guys sign with coaches and personalities that, you know, they don't necessarily sign because, you know what, um, I'm all in on dear old Nebraska U or an Ohio State University or whatever the case might be. They're in it for the relationship. And if the coach is gone and it's not working out, I, I get that you're going to want to leave Texas. And especially when they're bringing in this kid that was so coveted, the, this Evers kid who went to Ohio State. And what is he now, like 17, something like that, a millionaire? Um, so I, I get why I get why they're leaving, but I just wish that there was a little bit more, you know, loyalty. And I don't know what Scott Frost's conversations are of Logan, you know, and maybe Logan is saying, you know, I'm all in. If he's going to make us better, that's great. But I'm still going to be the guy, and I appreciate the challenge. You know, that that may be what the conversation is, and I respect that. And there, that's it's that way for a lot. And and we're, we're so fixated on the quarterback position anyway, right? I mean, the, the the transfer portal is littered with players from all positions. It's just that this quarterback thing is so glaring. It's the big it's the big position in football. I get it, but you know, Casey Thompson and, and Steve Sarkeesian, it just wasn't going to work out with whatever Sarkeesian wanted to wants to do there. <laughs> you know, maybe he's getting out before Sark does. You know, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, I. I, I I love the state of Texas, and I, I get the state of Texas, and I get that that ship is taking on some water already, and so it's out. But, you know, welcome to Nebraska. I hope that there's competition for the job. I hope they make them all, everybody makes everybody else better. Um, I think that's going to be the case. But I think I think Kissy Thompson is going to enjoy being in Lincoln and being embraced there uh, by the fans. And so, great. I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's a hustler. Bill, I need to get your take uh, on Charles Thompson. What are your memories of him? It's kind of weird. I, I don't. I never got the chance to watch Charles Thompson play, but uh, I just hear a lot of rave reviews YouTube about it, son. I, I hear a lot of rave reviews about how quick he was on the field, how fast he was, how hard he was to defend. Uh, how weird does it feel to have his son coming to Nebraska? And what are your memories of Charles Thompson? Well, my, <laughs> this is offbeat, uh, shockingly from me. <laughs> what I remember about Charles Thompson is my freshman year of college. I wasn't working in the athletic department. I was just a regular average student with my first Boda bag going to games, right? Then I get a job working for Don Bryant in the athletic department, and now I'm getting paid to go to all the games. So for about four years, I did not see uh, a Nebraska football game as a fan. 
And then at the at the end of the nineteen what was it eighty eight season, uh, my killer B buddies Ben Boyle and Scott Bell and Big Jim and Otis and all all of us go down to Norman, and that's the first time that I got to watch a Nebraska football game as a fan, Boda bag in uh, uh, carried and hidden. And uh, so Charles Thompson was the quarterback of Oklahoma. So what I remember of that game is that Charles Thompson played in it, and that's about the the end of it. But he's kind of a I don't want to see a poor man's Thomas Lott, a poor man's Jamel Holloway, but if I were to rank him amongst the quarterbacks at Oklahoma, I would probably put him uh, maybe below those two. Um, they don't they don't all run you know on my Rolodex, but uh, Charles Thompson was really good. He was really fast, um, which surprises me. When you take a look at Casey's stats, he's at about 2,200 yards passing and 24 touchdowns. But I was really surprised. He only rushed for what I read, 157 yards. I would bet his dad yeah, ran for that guy. in the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So maybe he wants to run a little bit more. Nebraska's going to give him that opportunity. I think he will be a better running quarterback. Adrian Martinez, if given that opportunity. But that's what well, I remember about is the name of the game. Yeah, I, I just remember Lawrence Pete uh, doing his thing, and I remember Barry lighting a Marlboro Red in a wind and rainstorm uh, at the end of that ball game. That was his final time at at at, uh, at, at OU. Bill, a couple minutes here. Bill Dolman with us, Hale Varsity Radio, uh, NIL on our mind. Let's do some some rapid fire. A and M, their uh, their payroll to meet with NIL reaction there. What do you think of Georgia Bama? And then of course, uh, is Nebraska basketball giving you a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel? Look, the no, the uh, 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 Texas A and M thing does not surprise me at all. Uh, you know, they're going big, and when they saw whatever loopholes they could run through, they drove, you know, Bevo through them, you know, Bevo-sized Longhorns uh, through Texas A&M holes. Um, it doesn't shock me. They're going to have a lot of players making a lot more money than their coaches are. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, Johnny Manziel might enroll at Texas A&M finish his degree to see if he can make more money than he did when he played there before. This time it'll be above board. Um doesn't shock me, and it's not going to stop. The NCAA or whoever is going to be in charge of college football has got to rein them in, and it'll be A&M rules. Hey, is, that what Nebraska, uh, is that what Nebraska needs to do to keep up? They need to start doing stuff like that? Everybody's going to have to. But can everybody do it? No. No. Nobody has the kind of money like Texas and Texas A&M have uh, in some of the SEC schools. Even some of the SEC schools probably can't. Missouri can't, you know. Uh, it. There are, there are a select few schools that are going to be able to do what they are doing while they can get away with it. And, yeah, Nebraska is going to be able to compete a little bit, but that's a, that's a top that's – a, that's, a, that's a poll they're never going to be number one in. Uh, Alabama, Georgia, you know, I'm not anti-Alabama. I, I respect what they've done. I would love to see Georgia win it. Uh, I think Kirby Smart's done a great job down there. I'm a little tired of the Stetton Bennett story. It's like Jerome Bettis is from New York or Detroit. You heard that all the time. Just go play the game. <laughs> Hope they can do it. Musker Hoops, just stop shooting threes for a while. You know, uh, that team's got a lot of talent. But, you know, they play better against an Ohio State University and against Michigan State. They've got, you know, Illinois and Purdue coming up. It's, it's still a tough road in the Big Ten, but. 
God, just make some shots. And if they shorten games to 30 minutes, Nebraska would be in the top 10. Pride of Fairbury is there. Bill Dolman, Husker football insider. Thoughts on Casey Thompson recruiting NIL. And uh, there we have it. Uh, Bill will check in next week. Uh, it'd be cool to have you here, brother. Take you to Eric Church maybe next time. All right. <laughs> Love being on. Best of luck to you guys and go Big Red. And I wish I was at the place tonight. Single barrel where we're at. Uh, Bill Dolman. Uh, thanks to him. Rick Kaczynski. Uh, Kaz joins us next. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now. Say my name. It's Schmitty on Hale Varsity Radio. I got the body of a taut, pre-teen Swedish boy. Back into it at Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Let's get caught up with Rick Kaczynski, coach at Nebraska in Iowa, stand out at Notre Dame. Kaz, this is your weather, brother. It's, I don't know, sub-zero wind chill and... You Notre Dame O-lineman never wore sleeves, did you? I mean, you just got it. You just you just wearing a tank top if you were back here versus sunny and beautiful South Carolina. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I got I got soft over the years. Uh so uh yeah, I uh I learned uh I learned pretty quick after being down south. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the cold, but it's all relative. If I went back up there just I could live in it. I'd just probably have to drink a little bit more during the winter. That's all warm me up. But yeah, I, yeah, I went you. up. Uh, went up for Thanksgiving to Pennsylvania. Took my uh, took my son to where the steelhead run off of Lake Erie, and uh, they got it dammed off so they can't run upstream. And and uh, I was out there. I was out there about twenty five seconds, and I was out there probably twenty seconds, a little bit too long for my liking. But. Uh, yeah, well, I was a young young buck then, and there was uh, you know back back then linemen either side of the ball. I mean, I, I remember going to guys in pregame, telling them that they had shirts on underneath. I mean, they were taking them off. It's just whether you were playing in the game or not. No, nobody <laughs> nobody wore anything underneath. And I think back then there wasn't any Under Armour or anything like that. We wore. Uh, but you, you, you wore long johns, man. You wore you wore thermals. That was. Uh, that was your heat gear, but uh, yeah, it's all all relative. I was a little little bigger then, a little younger, and uh, you know, caved into peer pressure. So yeah, we we were we were sleeveless group. I think those Nebraska guys. I, I think it was just part of that era. Uh, uh, I don't remember too many people wearing uh, much underneath their pads until I think Daryl Talley with the Steelers. He was kind of one of the first ones that uh, start wearing stuff underneath his pads, and then it became a became more fashion than it was about being uh, being warm. Daryl could do what he wanted. <laughs> yeah, Daryl's Daryl a little left to send. Daryl was a stud. Had some great Bills teams, man. Great Bills teams. But yeah, if you're ever going to tailgate, you want to get to it. That, that's uh, that's, that's it? like a college. That's like a – it's uh, Orchard Park's like a college. It's a college set up there. So, you know, Buffalo is only about an hour and a half away from my hometown. So, uh, you know, got to uh, go to a couple games there when in the 90s when they had it humming. So, yeah, it was a well, great, great fan base, packed house, loud, very, very, uh, very much like a college feel when you're uh, in that stadium and in the parking lot tailgating. 
They're uh, the tailgate scene, pretty legendary. Rick Kaczynski's with us. Kaz, let's get into the the portal and talk quarterbacks. Uh, Casey Thompson, uh, Texas quarterback, led the Big 12 in touchdown passes. Also uh, is a, an immediate guy. I think he's 23, so he's a super junior. Uh, pretty good film study guy and, and really athletic and talented. A past first guy. I talked to a couple of guys that covered the Longhorns down there. They really loved the kid, and they were sad to see him go. He wasn't really the, the problem for Texas. Uh, also a four-year option is Chubba Pretty. His brother, of course, is at Iowa State uh, and uh, had been connected with Coach Whipple. Uh, early in the recruiting cycle. So it, it looks, as we talk now, that there could be two guys. And there's that dynamic of, of what, what is, and, and that's portal versus what you have in that quarterback room. And, you know, it's it's delicate to say the least. You want to develop what you have, but you got to win now. Yeah, Schmitty, you know, it's it's tough. It's it's real easy for me to, you know, I'm, I'm out of it. I got no skin in the game. Um I don't have to, I don't have to win now. Um, so, uh, you know, I, you know, and before we, we, we got on the air here, when we were talking, you know, my, my, my question was to you was what about the guys on campus? And I, and I understand you got to win now, but that, you know, if you do win, you know, you have this culture of bringing in portal guys, you know, uh, the kid from Texas or Florida state, probably whoever wins the job if it's one of those two one of them's going to leave again um you know and, and it's not the kid's fault it's not nebraska's fault it's not the staff's fault uh, you know there's just there's no there's no parameters right now um for this transfer portal stuff it's the wild wild west i think that uh you know that's the bigger issue i think teams like nebraska that have to win now are taking advantage of it but you know, I, I like the Smothers kid. I mean, I thought he competed his tail off against uh, against Iowa. Um, you know, uh, he shouldn't have been. You know, you got a kid that hadn't started the game all year, and you had so many close games. He didn't get the reps he needed. I mean, he came in there. I thought he did a great job, and he threw the ball all over Memorial Stadium against a, a top five defense in the country in almost December in in the Midwest. So, you know, I think there was some things they could have did to help that kid. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if bringing in guys who got beat out somewhere else is always going to be your answer. And, and, and what I mean by that, I, it doesn't have anything to do with the play. There's, there's so many dynamics when it comes to quarterback play, you know, the position coach, the offense, the, the receivers, you know, what's your, what's your supporting cast and your supporting cast is not just the guys on the field. So um, it, it's, you know, it, it's a, it's a crap shoot, man. I'm sure everybody will be happy. You know, you got a Texas. Kid. And I think that's good because it's telling you that Nebraska can still, um, you know, garner interest from big name, um, big name recruits and guys who are at other, who are at other schools now that, uh, that are power five, but, you know, is that is that your is that what you want to be? And and I don't know if that's what Coach Frost and Nebraska wants to be, but it's probably something they have to be right now. But I like guys. Now listen, I'm out of the game once again. I'm not in recruiting rooms. I you know all the all the college coaches I talk to now. I mean, they they don't want to be college coaches anymore because of this portal and recruiting. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so it's really easy for me to sit here and say, well, what about the guys on campus right now? And, you know, I got to imagine that if 
Florida State or Texas kid ends up winning a job, you're going to probably lose two on campus right there. So, uh, and I think it's not just a Nebraska problem. It's a, it's a college football program right now that's got to be fixed. But, uh, you know, if I'm a, I'm a betting man, which I'm not, um, but, uh, you know, if I was hedging, I, I like the, I like the Smothers kid. And, you know, from the few people that I still talk to in, in Lincoln that are tied to the program, they, uh, oh gosh, help me out here. The other kid there, Harburg, uh, Schmitty, Harburg, Harburg, you know, I heard, heard great things about those kids, man. I, I like guys who have been there, been in the locker room, been working with the guys who are already been on campus, came in together, went through fall camp, went through spring, went through another fall camp, went through winter conditioning. I like those guys that have been together a very long time. And I know the games change. It's a little bit dynamic at that that position. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm an old-school dude. I like dudes on campus. I like dudes that have been there. Um, I'll, I'll put my, I'll put my uh, house money. If I'm betting with house money, I'm going to go with the guys in the program, not two guys that, that, that are um, leaving programs where they weren't the starter. Now, whenever you, you do have those guys that are already on campus, does it give guys like Smothers and Harburg a, a leg up in a quarterback competition knowing that they've been here? Or is it the other way around where you're you're putting in all this work to get a transfer quarterback here and then they're going to be the favorite going into the, the competition because of all that work you had to do to get them to transfer to Nebraska? Well, I think you got to look at this. you got a new coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you you got you got to change in not necessarily system, um, but you have a, you have a change in the personnel. You have a change in the structure of the offense now, right? So I think when you, when you're looking at when you're looking at that, um, I don't know if the guys that have been there they might have a they might have an advantage um, with the guys that they're playing with how a guy comes out of his route. Um, you know, the touch they got to put on the ball to a guy where a guy likes the ball. I could, you know, the, the range and those type of things. Um, but I think quarterbacks are so athletic. They, they figure that out and they're able to throw so much in the off season that they're, they're able to get those type of things down. Uh, um, you know, I think, you know, you know, to me right now, I'm, I'm a parent and my kid is Horberg or <laughs> Smothers. You know, I'm pissed off. Uh, you know, and to be honest with, you, I'm making calls right now, saying, "Wait a minute, they, they don't think they're the guy." I want a conversation. You know, I want, I want honest to God. You know, what, what's, and I'm gonna take the coach for for what they say. Where's my kid? Well, I probably tell my kid, "You go have the conversation." Where are we at? Do you think I can be the guy, or are you bringing these guys in to start because you can't think? I think those conversations need to happen. If they haven't happened, and I'm sure they are, I'm sure they are happening. But you know, as far as a leg up, I think with bringing Whipple in. Um, and Scott kind of changing the structure of the offense, how they're doing things in that room. I think everybody's kind of, you know, everybody's coming in right now as a transfer, as a new guy. I think everybody's new. I think everybody's got a clean slate. Um, But also, I can't imagine that uh, the new coordinator hasn't watched tape, right? If he thought probably the guy was on campus or from the conversations he's had with Scott and the staff, if they thought they had that guy on campus, why would they go get portal guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, unfortunately, hey, it's part of life. It's not fair. Uh, I don't think it's fair to the guys on campus, but there's not a whole lot fair in life. There's not a whole lot fair in football. You got to do what's best for the program. You got to do what's best for 135 guys, and you got to do with Scott Frost. He's the head coach, and uh, you know he's going to live and die with the with the decisions he makes. So, uh, so you know, as far as having a leg up, those type of things, I think everybody's coming in with the slate just because of the things that happened over the season, the change in staff, the new offensive staff, 
um, you know, the, the new coordinator, uh, guys with new ideas and a coordinator that, Hey, this is the type of guy that I want. Hey, I want a guy that reminds me, you know, when I, when I would recruit defensive linemen, what I would do, I want a guy that reminds me of a guy that had success. Those were the intangibles and the tangible things I was looking for. And I'm sure coach Whipple's doing the same thing. Rick Kaczynski with us, uh, Friday Roadshow down here at the Single Barrel Hale Varsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Uh, more with Kaz coming up as uh, we'll get his take on Randy Gregory in Dallas this postseason. We'll dive into some Yellowstone commentary as season four wrapped up. A reminder about buckling up. Uh, we coaches make substitutions during the game to get the best player on the field. Getting behind the wheel after drinking also demands a substitution. Sober drivers are not the only choice. Uh, a DUI costs more than you think. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety, uh, Safety Office. Uh, demand that substitution. Uh, sober drivers are, are the only choice. Uh, let me get that corrected there. Uh, more with Kaz coming up. Want to see you down here at the Single Barrel. Incredible food and drinks. Uh, get all primed up before Friday night church at Tail Varsity Roadshow Friday. We're presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Rick Kaczynski is with us. Hail Varsity Radio. Kaz, to, to your point, when you... Look at a blueprint. Who's a guy I got, I developed, and sent to the league. He did a lot of those guys for a lot of time in your career. Uh, you have Cam Taylor-Britt and JoJo Doman both getting NFL Combine invites. You know, What's your, your thought on, on their upside at the next level? You've seen them play a lot of ball, and they really both had tremendous uh, final seasons in Lincoln. Yeah, absolutely. Just another opportunity you know, to, uh, to, uh, to showcase their – you know, their ability, um, you know, may possibly play some different positions. You know, the game up there, it's a little bit different, especially in the Big Ten. Uh, it's a little bit different. It's a, it's, a, it's a passing league. It's almost become like Canadian football. So, um, you know, it's it's maybe run on first down, you're passing, you know, second and third down. So um, uh, it's it's become a pass league. So, those, you know, JoJo, I mean, those are hybrid guys. And, you know, Cam's a, he's a bigger corner, I think. I think what you'll see these guys in the all-star games is, is NFL teams moving them around and that's going to benefit both of those guys. You know, they're, they're not inviting those guys. Uh, they don't, you know, heck I was a free agent. They, they don't invite free agents to those, <laughs> to those all-star games, you know? So, um, so I think, uh, I think too, uh, you know, when guys get into a different system, um, when you see them playing different positions, they show that versatility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those two guys are going to benefit because I see that, and I see that. You know, and once again, I'm watching it on TV. It's mm-hmm. so hard to watch the game of football as a coach from TV because uh, there's just so many things that you miss. It just happened. Hell, you you be on the side. I missed. I missed about. Uh, 70% of the game being on the sideline live and in person, and you go back on Sundays, watch the game, there's just so much more that's there. So I'm just going, you know, this is this is my Monday morning quarterback take, uh, watching these guys on TV for a few years. You know, they're, they're great athletes, but I think what you'll see both of those guys playing different positions when they're in the NFL or some type of hybrid or what they do. You know, Cam's a guy, 
you know, put him, you know, can he play man corner? I don't know, but could he play on a slot? Absolutely. Could he play strong safety? Um, you know, can he, can he, uh, you know, play over top a vertical route and still come down a hill on a run? I, I think that's what you see, what, what I see in, in, in him. And then JoJo, um, you know, defensive ends, you know, you look at these tackles, man, you know, there's so many athletic tackles now, offensive tackles in the league. They've got away from these big 330 pound guys. I mean, it's all athletes. It's all athletic now. So, you know, these pass rushers, you don't have to be, uh, you know, a 280, 290 pound bull rusher anymore. You know, you gotta, you gotta win with athleticism and both those guys are great athletes. So I think, uh, just like I said about the Davis mm-hmm. twins, you know, they, they, I think the, I think their best football is still ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I believe that for, uh, for Jojo and, and Cam. So, uh, you know, excited for those guys. Looking forward to watching. They'll they'll play. They'll play a bunch of years in the leagues. You know, those guys. They'll they'll make a living off teams their rookie year. You know, they'll they'll be living on special teams. Guys like that, the leagues the leagues love. So um, yeah. So you know, uh, it, it's going to be a great benefit for them. And but I also think you're going to see a lot of NFL teams really see the ability of those guys on the next level. You know, I was watching the the Cowboys in Arizona, and Randy Gregory had a fantastic game. Again, tough one for Dallas, but he is. You mentioned that athleticism, just the the pure freak size of Randy at the at the weight and size he's at now, and and the same you know kind of weight and size he played at in Lincoln, and. Just where he roams around, man, and gets after the quarterback, and the, just his change of direction. I know I just shifted gears on you here to go to, to Randy Gregory, but uh, no one knows Randy better than you. And and man, oh man, for him to be able to chase Kyle, a guy like Kyler Murray down as often as he did was impressive, and it's been a been a really cool breakthrough year for Randy. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I think you know when you're talking about Randy Gregory, to his credit, and to Jerry Jones and in, in the entire. Dallas organization, you know, Randy, you know, Randy did a, he made a decision that he was, he was, he was going to clean his act up and be successful. And that's a credit to him. But also I I don't know if there's another organization that would have invested in in Randy like the Cowboys did. So, you know, what a credit, what a credit to them. Um, But he's exactly what I thought he would be and, and whatever with many others. I mean, he's, I hope people in Lincoln understand what they had. And I think as years go by, you know, you'll, you'll get a feel for how great that guy was Uh, as much credit as he got in Lincoln. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he got the credit that he really deserved. I think, I mean, this kid is a, for me as a coach, he's a, and I, and I, I was fortunate. I coached some great ones. Randy's a once in a lifetime player. I mean, you, you could, you could coach for 30, 40 years, and never get a guy like that. Uh, just, uh, just absolutely freaky. And, and what I always said about Randy, just because he was a taller, lanky kid, you know, there was this always, you know, underground vibe that he wasn't tough and he wasn't good against the run. And, and let me tell you that I, I don't coach third down guys. I never did. Uh, you know, when I recruited guys, uh, when I met with them. When I talked to their parents, when I talked to, I recruited three down guys. You know, if you played for me, you were playing first, second, third down. There was no tapping out. You know, there was no playing 29, 30 snaps. You know, and if you laid on the field, yeah, you, you know, I'm, you're probably going to be better off uh, deceased if you lay down on a football field if you if you played for me and the head coaches that I coached with so and played for. 
So <laughs> you better be unconscious or, or deceased. And, um, you know, and that was, Randy. I mean, Randy was a tough dude. I mean, I can tell the story now, but, um, you know, against Minnesota, we had a, uh, he was playing a six technique on the goal line and, and, uh, there was a three technique that, that stunned it out, went the wrong way, hit Randy in the side of the helmet. He goes down grabbing his ankle and he comes off the field. I'm asking him if he can go, if he can push off his ankle. And he's like, ain't nothing wrong with my ankle. He's like, I got my bell wrong, dude. He goes, but you know how it goes. He's like, if I told them I got hit in the head, they wouldn't let me play the rest of the game. And I just said, okay, this conversation never happened. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> Because it was the second quarter. <laughs> so oh, so he wow. comes out, blocks that field goal. We return it for a touchdown. So, yeah. Remember yeah, that? So, Nate Gary. Know. Yeah, Nate Gary yeah. got the yeah. got the deflection yeah. and ran it back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but Randy was a tough – Randy's a tough dude, man. You know, don't – he's not just athletic, right? And he, he took – he took pride in, in, in stopping the run. And, you know, you, a six technique – you know, talk. You know, uh, you know. I know you talk to a lot of players. You guys still, you have a lot of players on, and, and uh, you know, I talked to Jay about playing a six technique is not is not easy. And that dude was that dude played six technique better than than anybody I coached. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm happy for him. You know, happy for his family. You know, happy for the Cowboys. But he's Randy's just. I mean, he's just freaky. I mean, you you don't have to know anything about football. Um, to put the Cowboys on and say, that dude looks a little bit different than those other 10 guys out there. <laughs> Rick Kaczynski with us, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow Friday here at the Single Barrel Inside the Graduate. There's so many Eric Church fans down here and uh, a lot of boots, a lot of buckles, a lot of really cool cowboy hats and folks are enjoying uh, just incredible steak. Uh, a few bourbons have been poured, some whiskeys, some Coors. And uh, get on down if you're uh, headed down to PBA for Friday Night Church. Uh, Eric Church at PBA, we're excited to be on the road here ahead of that. Uh, winding down a Friday show, uh, Casey Thompson is in. A lot of talk with that. Uh, we'll wind down with Kaz. And uh, in, in lieu of uh, Country Western Appreciation Night, man, uh, some thoughts on Yellowstone on the way. It's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Rick Kaczynski is with us, Hail Varsity Radio. Kaz will wind down. You talked me into it. And finally got through uh, all four seasons during my my holiday break, Yellowstone, when we uh, first broached the the show. You're like, dude, you're the only guy in America that's not seen Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so now I'm now I'm all caught up. You were right on it. What a, what an incredible show. What a, is there a character that you you like best on that show? Oh, Beth. Love Beth. <laughs> <laughs> we all like Beth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. You probably like her for different reasons. I love her attitude. Her okay, okay. Yeah, but she scares me. But Rip, you know, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of big fan of Rip. Big uh-huh. fan of Rip. And uh, you know, I just it's it's hard to pick. You know, it's like uh, what's your favorite Beatles tune or what's your mm-hmm. favorite Dead Cut? You know, you kind of kind of your top five constantly changes, but. Uh, 
uh, you know, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a great show, man. There's a ton of great, uh, great casting, you know, great characters. And it's just, man, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. You watch that, you want to, yeah, you become a bourbon drinker and start thinking about becoming a cowboy. Let's go get so, a horse, uh, Kaz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, pretty, uh, pretty, uh, yeah, pretty good show. You know, it's uh, a lot, lot to it. And, and um, you know, I know, uh, know a gentleman who owns Triangle X Ranch. He's actually a Notre Dame grad. Oh wow, Mark Turner. And a friend of mine, Chris Clevenger, he lives out in Denver, and he does a lot of business energy business across the country and you know there's you know there's believe it or not there's a there's a lot of truth to to that show obviously not not that not that type of violence but, the, uh, yeah yeah you know, the, the train the lot. train station right <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah it's a it's a good show and in this day and age where there's you know just junk on tv and reality tv and all that all that you know stuff that's just god you know just dumbs you down it's it's pretty good to to have it's like the old days when you know there you had three channels and you came to school and everybody was talking about the same show mm-hmm. you know sure. so it's kind of like that so uh yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting but uh yeah good show man good show rick kaczynski kaz we'll get caught up next week uh, did some more nfl and some college ball thanks for the time brother all right my man appreciate you guys there he is, Rick Kaczynski, with us. Good show today. Big thanks to Bill Dolman, Cedric Golden, Charlie McBride, Rick Kaczynski, weighed in on Casey Thompson and his uh, decision to come to Lincoln. We'll have more thoughts tomorrow with the weekend edition. We are back. We're going to have to text Crane Acker in mind, and we are rolling 7 to 9 tomorrow morning. Uh, if you're headed to Eric Church, enjoy yourself, uh, and thanks for tuning in to Hale Varsity. Uh, I am going to order a steak, I'm going to order a bourbon, and I'm going to order some great entertainment tonight, and we'll uh, talk more about it tomorrow with Nebraska, what their uh, picture looks like offensively with the Whipple and uh, Thompson dynamic. Elijah, have a great call tonight. Uh, Two top fives, baby. Pius and and, uh, uh, Southwest uh, get it rolling at the nest tonight. You're on that call, aren't you? Yeah, tip off here in about an hour and a half right here at ESPN Lincoln. Well, tune into that. Catch Elijah and Tim Bob Kitzmiller. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 7, weekend edition with Hale Varsity. Uh, back at you on Monday. And uh, thanks so much to the Single Barrel for having us out. Come on down, get a beer and a uh, steak, and uh, get ready for church on a Friday.